The information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should never be used as a substitute for mental care, medical care, or for prevention, diagnosis, or treatment of any other illness. Always consult with a mental health or healthcare professional before engaging in any activities promoted in this podcast. Are you a fan of the Superhero Therapy Podcast? Do you want more episodes, more content, and more guests? Do you want our show to reach and inspire more of those in need? Well, we can really use your support. If you would like to help us in our mission to spread awareness and destigmatize mental health struggles, we ask that you please subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast with friends, family, and folks you might think would enjoy and benefit from our content. Most importantly, please consider joining our Patreon community and becoming a contributor. As one of our Patreon contributors, you will get access to exclusive content, announcements, videos, and more. You will join a community of like-minded pop culture enthusiasts that celebrate our connections to our favorite movies, TV shows, icons, and superheroes. As a contributor, you will also be helping us support mental health charities as 15% of our proceeds are donated monthly. To join our Patreon community, go to www.patreon.com, make an account, search for Superhero Therapy, and select one of our tiers. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Superhero Therapy with Dr. Janina Scarlett. I am your host, Dustin McGinnis. I am a musician, filmmaker, and all-around fanboy. And I am Dr. Janina Scarlett. I'm a clinical psychologist, author, and a full-time geek. So... In celebration of the month of October, we are going to explore one of our funnest little cartoons that we really enjoy called Paranorman. This is a cute little movie. It's just chock full of these psychological themes and it's just very beautifully done. It's a lot of fun. It's very Tim Burton-esque. It's endearing, that's for sure. Just so you know, there will be a lot of spoilers in this episode. So if you have not seen Paranorman, we highly recommend it. It also makes for a really powerful discussion. And so whether you're watching this film with a family, with a friend, whether you're watching it with someone in person or on the other side of the world, I think this film is one that can promote some really interesting discussions. The main character, Norman, sees and talks to dead people. Yeah, good to see you. Hi, Mrs. Hartman. Nice today. I like what you've done with your hair. Does anyone smell burning? Hey, peace, man. Totally. Yeah. As you were, soldier. Sir, yes, sir. Yo, Norman. You playing hooky? No, no. I, I'm just late from school. Sorry, I gotta go. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh, haven't heard that one before. Well, it's a nice day. Because of this, his parents yell at him, his classmates bully him, people think he's just strange and weird. What does this show about people who are different from others and how they are treated? In Norman's case, he can see and talk to other people, one of those people being his grandmother. 
The truth is, for the longest time, the ghost of his deceased grandmother is the only one that understands him, is the only one that supports him. Dad says I'm not supposed to talk to you anymore, Grandma. Jackass. If I were a poltergeist, I'd throw something at his head. Oh. You know, by rights, I'm supposed to be frolicking in paradise with your grandfather. But I'm not. So why did you stay? I was never one for frolicking, but there's no cable or canasta up there either. Besides, I promised I'd always look out for you. And yet everybody else bullies him because he sees things that they don't. He hears things that they don't. To me, as a mental health professional, it really signifies the way that we treat people who are different from us. Whether it's somebody who might maybe either have some kind of hallucinations or might truly have some kind of visions that we do not. I think a lot of times people are scared of what they don't understand. And that becomes the theme of this film. And as a viewer, what I see is this movie doing a wonderful job of building empathy toward individuals who have different experiences that we do. We might not understand what they're going through. We might not be able to see the kind of things that they see, or we might not have had similar experiences as they do. But being able to see that person as a human being, being able to understand what they're going through and how hard it is to be different, how hard it is to be picked on, hopefully allows viewers to be able to empathize with other people and stand up for them and support them instead of engaging in bullying and discrimination against that person. Most definitely. Like you were mentioning, throughout the movie, we see people being scared of what they don't understand or people who are different than they are or zombies who aren't even hurting them or going after their brains. Norman's grandma says there's nothing wrong with being scared, Norman, so long as you don't let it change who you are. So it's your duty? Uh, in a manner of speaking. And you do it no matter what? The cars. Even if it was something really scary. There's nothing wrong with being scared, Norman. So long as you don't let it change who you are. What do you make of that? I think that's really, really powerful because a lot of times when people are afraid, they think that they need to get rid of this fear. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being afraid and maybe we can explore that fear further if we're afraid of something. Maybe we can find out more about a particular person that we might be afraid of or a particular situation we might be afraid of. And oftentimes through gaining insight, through gaining understanding, our fear might reduce or we might have a different strategy of how to face it. But for many people, when they're so afraid that they're unwilling to have any kind of understanding, that's when they might start changing who they are. They might start becoming more aggressive or more violent or more abusive than they otherwise might be. I think that's what's happening in the world right now with people being driven by fear, people from multiple political parties being so driven by fear that they are losing their sense of humanity and rather than learning more about other people might be more likely to just have a lot of animosity toward them. Mm -hmm. 
Speaking of animosity, Norman is bullied by many kids in his school. Hey, ghost jerk, you know what? What do you want, Alvin? Why don't you go see some more ghosts, goober? <laughs> hey, hey, Norman. Talk to that. <laughs> That's so Alvin. Right? right? That was good. Flies don't talk. Another boy named Neil, who is also bullied, befriends him. Norman, wait up! I keep telling you, Neil. I, I like to be alone. So do I. Let's do it together. You shouldn't let them get you down. They always do stuff like that to me. Why? Because I'm fat, and my allergies make my eyes leak. And I sweat when I walk too fast. And I have a lunchbox with a kitten on it. Ooh, and I have irritable bowel syndrome. I guess there's a whole bunch of stuff. Doesn't it bother you? Nah, you can't stop bullying. It's part of human nature. If you were bigger and more stupid, you'd probably be a bully too. It's called survival of the thickest. What allows Neil to be more compassionate to Norman than the other people? First of all, Neil is my favorite character in the whole movie. He is so compassionate and so kind and... I think that Neil in general is a compassionate boy. I think he's somebody that is likely to be predisposed to compassion. But also, he is somebody that had been bullied. He'd been fat shamed. He had been picked on. He often has derogatory messages written on his locker. And I think that understanding what it feels like to be bullied allows him to be more empathetic toward other people like Norman who are also picked on. And I think what makes Neil truly remarkable is that he's extremely accepting. He's accepting of other people and there's nothing Norman can do or say that will make Neil not like him anymore. When Neil doesn't see what Norman sees, he just accepts that Norman is different from him and he just plays along. So is it true? What? Can you see ghosts, like, everywhere, all the time? Uh, yeah. Awesome! Ooh, ooh, do you think you can see my dog, Bub? He was ran over by an animal rescue van. Tragic and ironic. We buried him in the yard. Could you see him? Maybe sweet. Come on! It's adorable because at one point Norman says, well, I just want to be alone. Not necessarily because he does, but because he feels really overwhelmed and maybe doesn't trust that other people will like or understand him. And Neil says, okay, well, we can be alone together, essentially. <laughs> we can hang out together. And when Norman sees the ghost of Neil's dog, even though Neil can't see the dog, he still throws a stick to the dog to play fetch. Go get it! He can't fetch it, you know? Yeah, well, it's still fun. Good boy! Bring it back! Go get it, Bob! Good boy! And even though his dog is a ghost and can no longer play fetch, Neil runs around and picks up the stick himself and plays fetch for both him and the dog. And so I think that both because of his charming nature and also because of his experiences, he understands how hard it can be to be different. And therefore, I think he's a lot more understanding toward Norman than other characters. 
Speaking of understanding, Norman is especially hurt that his parents and sister never listen to him, never believe him. What does it say about the need to be heard? I think that it's one of the most devastating things that anybody can go through. I think for most humans, we can go through just about anything if we have a loving, supportive, understanding person on our side that is able to hear us out, that is able to understand what we're going through, that is able to listen. For Norman, not only is he alone going through everything because nobody else can see what he sees, but everybody else just makes fun of him or bullies him or worse like his parents punishes him his dad grounds him his sister doesn't listen and doesn't believe him and for norman that's devastating so at one point he actually calls out his sister and lets her know how he feels you never listen no one ever listens i'm scared too but i've still got to do this i do too listen whatever it was you just said it's not working you think you're gonna go out there, you're gonna do your talking to the dead thing, and this is all gonna be okay? It, uh, wh- what are you gonna do, huh? Ask the zombies not to eat you? I should have known you wouldn't understand. No one ever does. Norman, you need to stop all this weird stuff and start living in the real world. Everyone in the real world thinks I'm a freak. And you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I am a freak, but I never ask for your help. Just go. Get out. And I think it's the first time that Courtney is able to understand just the kind of impact that she has on her younger brother. And it is after that that she stands up for him for the first time. And that's very special to have his older sister stand up for him in that way and essentially give him the validation and the strength he needs to continue on his mission. Speaking of connection, I think it's his connection with the witch and her experience that saves the day. What do you think of that? I think that's very true. So when Norman learns that Agnes or Aggie, the witch, was... I think she was just 11 years old, if I remember correctly, and she was found guilty of witchcraft for being able to see and hear things that other people don't. Because of that, she was condemned to die. Agatha Prendergast of His Majesty's province of Massachusetts, on this day you have been arraigned for the horrible crime of witchcraft witnessed by those whose testimonies have been heard. You have, by this court, been found guilty. No! And it is passed on you, according to your grievous crimes, execution! (laughs) Of course, she was not only scared, but devastated and angry and betrayed, and therefore she cursed everybody that ruled against her. So I think for Norman, he really identified with her. It really made me think how many people hundreds of years ago, or, you know, maybe even not that long ago, were found guilty of witchcraft or other crimes 
that they were not guilty of for having a mental health disorder or for being different from other people. How many witch hunts occurred because people were somehow different from others and how devastating is that that somebody was condemned to die in a public shaming horrific torturous way for being different from everyone else and i think nobody can relate to agnes more than norman right this beautiful cartoon really just offers very interesting stances on different values and creatures and everything. I mean, both the zombies and the witch, there's this alternative stance. Can you talk about this? I think that in most movies, we see that the monster is bad and the goal is to defeat the monster. When we first start into this movie, the bad guys seem to be the zombies. As we go further, the the monster to fight seems to be Agnes. But what this movie does so beautifully is that it shows that there's no such thing as a monster. Everyone is human. Everyone is flawed. And everyone deserves compassion and understanding. The zombies were judges who didn't understand what Agnes was going through. And they made a terrible mistake. They condemned her, which they shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. They killed her, which they shouldn't have. And now they are suffering the consequences. And they feel remorse for it. And they feel remorse for it. Agnes, who cursed them and is now 300 years later, still trying to attack them or harm them, is essentially a scared little girl that just wants to be with her mommy. And so... What this cartoon does, more so than a lot of other films that are out there, is that it shows is that the only monsters out there are the ones that don't understand. And if we're able to understand the monster, if we're able to understand what's going on, then maybe through compassion and support and connection, we can help to defeat the monster in a non-violent way by offering them kindness and support and understanding. What's happening now? Well, the zombie is eating her head, Grandma. That's not very nice. What's he doing that for? Because <laughs> he's a zombie? That's what they do. He's going to ruin his dinner. I'm sure if they just bothered to sit down and talk it through, it'd be a different story. I love that, that there was no scene in which the hero beheads the monster and defeats them in a violent manner. The way to manage and face the monsters is through connection, through compassion, through understanding. And really, the main monsters of the whole movie were the people that didn't understand what was going on and were so bloodthirsty that they wanted to just shoot at anything that moved and at anything that they failed to understand. And so I think it really offers a lot of perspective on what a monster is and also what a monster isn't and how we can use our humanity skills to face just about anything. Would you say that's the overall theme of this movie? Or what do you think is the overall theme of this movie? I think there are several. I think one of the themes is that we tend to be afraid of what we don't understand. And therefore, we might make it into a monster. 
right? So the person we might not understand, we might demonize something or someone that we don't understand without maybe having gotten to know them or, or trying to understand the intentions of their actions. And if we get to know them, then maybe not in every single case, but at the very least in many cases, we might be able to have compassion toward that individual. We might be able to find more similarities and differences with that individual. And so I think that those are the main themes of this movie, that we're afraid of what we don't understand. And rather than running from that fear or demonizing the monster, I think we can use compassion and understanding to face it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. We had a lot of fun watching it. We highly recommend it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Superhero Therapy. Again, my name is Dustin. You can find me on Twitter at The Valiant Geek. And I'm Dr. Janina Scarlett. You can find me on Twitter at Shadow Quill or Dr. Janina Scarlett Official on Instagram. For all of our listeners out there, we are sending out free signed copies of Dr. Scarlett's book, Dark Agents, Book One, Violet and the Trial of Trauma. To enter the drawing, all you have to do is tweet about this podcast with the hashtag SuperheroTherapyPodcast. We will choose one lucky listener every month to receive their free copy. Unfortunately, due to high postage costs, international listeners will not be eligible for this promotion. Stay safe out there, everybody. Stay kind and take care. <laughs>